This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Third down and 13. Santos' career long is 55 yards. Pressure coming. Fields over the middle. Intercepted! Picked off by Jackson. And he goes to the ground. And the Broncos will escape with their first win of the year. And Matt Eberflus is going to have to answer a lot of tough questions after this game. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, you know it's going to be a great week when you start it off with Catalan. 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 Normally, and like Catalan's awesome, it goes noted. Normally, play-by-play guys do not like uh, inject their opinion yeah. like that as, as, to, as to what's going to happen with a head coach that week. But I love <laughs> that Catalan did, and he's also a hundred percent right. And I and like I said to, in the break to Ken, uh, I actually kind of feel bad for Matt Eberflus a little bit when I get really exasperated and aggravated. I will like touch my face and like run my hands through my hair a little bit, like not in like a cool trying to be cool. It's like this is my tick. Well, like when I get really upset and I'm. And I'm agitated. And after Fields gets picked off, he's just like he keeps touching his face and like running his hands through his hair over and over again and taking deep breaths. And I'm I'm just this guy would rather be anywhere in the world in this moment than on the sideline at Soldier Field, having just ushered in another miserable loss for this once proud franchise, the Chicago Bears. Uh, we will begin P-squared, B-squared coming up in a moment with the Commanders and the Bears and the Toilet Bowl coming up. Can't wait for Al Michaels' call of this game on Thursday night on uh, on Amazon Prime. We will get to the Sunday slate as we move along. It's great to be on now in our satellite radio era, Sirius Channel 217, XM 205. We'll be live on Stadium starting at 4 o'clock Eastern time, the whale capper Drew Dinsick still to come, Lockmas still to come, Jake the Snake's going to tell you how to bet the four Major League Baseball series starting tomorrow as we move along, including the Phillies and the Marlins. How about that? Phils and the Marlins in a uh, one of these wild card series, and all our bets for the Seahawks and the Giants coming up tonight, final hour, power hour of the show. You really don't feel bad for Matt Eberflus, even just a little bit, just a little bit. No, so you're, no empathy you're, you're for telling Matt Eberflus. Us- you're telling us you feel bad for him. Was that before or after you tweeted Ebra lose like over and over again? When did you feel bad for well, him? Look, in, in which moment? To be, yeah. to be fair, I only tweeted that once, but I did tweet <laughs> Matt Ebra lose. That was a tweet that I sent yesterday. And when but I said so that, I him. thought, this is great. Yeah. I do kind of thumb the cue. I mean, look, he's rich. It's a coach in the NFL. Yeah, why also do, why just do like, I feel bad for him? He's terrible. Like he he's he's been given a tremendous opportunity, well compensated for it. He has like a great he like honestly, like has a great life versus a lot of other people. He won't be the coach anymore, but he'll still have a ton of money. He'll go be, we were talking about this offline. He'll go be a defensive coordinator for somebody. Maybe it takes a year, whatever. He'll be back doing the thing that he does best. 
and like that and that's that and it was still like it was you know a better run than a lot of people get who don't get to be nfl head coaches no matter how badly it went i don't i don't feel like remotely bad for him at, at all <laughs> what are your thoughts on on, on, feel bad on, on our guy cat yeah. yeah a little bit he's, he's also bad uh what what do you jake asks in our chat jake chicago bears super fan do you feel bad for me no Jake just turned yeah. like 26 this weekend. Jake, you get your whole, whole life out of you. You're, do, you're doing okay. Yeah, at least the Thoughts on it. Catalan. Yeah. On... <laughs> see, see, now you're being a jerk. Thoughts on, well, thoughts on Catalan cooking cook Matt Eberflus. I mean, you're right that normally the play-by-play guy doesn't do it. But that had, I had been listening to that telecast for a while. And uh, and I went back and watched like some highlights this morning and stuff like that had been building for a long time. Who uh, I forget who does the games with Catalan? Who's the analyst? It's uh, it's who's it's Matt Ryan and and, uh, and our Odyssey teammate Tiki Bar. That's right, three man booth. That's right. I mean it. The uh, the decision to go for it on fourth down instead of kicking was like a very like, long conversation in the booth. Also, what are you doing? And uh, I think so. Like. Catalan, I think, felt very, very empowered because he had like two NFL players <laughs> next to him basically being like, this is insane and went on for like five minutes about it. So like when he's almost channeling them, when he says it, it doesn't just come out of nowhere, like the two people next to him who both played in the league forever are both like, this is insane. Like, I don't I don't understand. Uh, it's, there's not much to understand, except that the Bears yes, are the worst team in the league. And yeah. uh, and should we bet against them yet again this Thursday night? We're going to tell you well, that. And we'll roll through the Sunday under, slate. By the way, I, number seven I and a half. Yes, I can I can click uh, in, in various accounts and I can see it. Yes. Yeah, under, I think it's... And feel really good about uh, what's it. Our, what's, our, what's our updated? I think we're five and a half, four and a half is our updated number on the doors. Four and a half. <laughs> it's uh, week five. Might be... Might be might yeah, be yeah. two wins too much also for the 2023 Chicago Bears. All right, we'll get to the commies and the Bears in a second. Uh, P-squared, B-squared is a segment that we do every Monday. We do a little on Tuesday and a little on Friday as well. The goal is to get you, dear listener and dear viewer, ahead of the game when it comes to betting on the National Football League. We'll give you our projected point spreads, if we've bet the game yet or not, and the number that we're looking to bet the game and all the updated injury information. It stands for pen, pencil, blood, or blank. like Kind of like how, how we feel about the game at this current point in time so let's get you set to bet week number five take it away gents p squared b squared when an entire slate of games awaits there's only one thing to do get out your pens get out your pencils get out your blood does this really say blood and get out your blank no seriously blank is an option and it's not a bleeped out curse word and so is blood apparently Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. All right, buddy. We begin our week five P-squared, B-squared NFL <laughs> sojourn in uh, in our nation's capital. In a rematch yeah. of one of the worst Thursday night. I, actually, it wasn't even the worst Thursday night game last season. That was the, no, uh, that the Broncos, Colts game. Broncos game. Yes, yes. I actually think like 15 years from now when like you and I are like even older and more grizzled there we are than we are now we're like trying to like think back to like terrible games to compare new terrible games to I think that is the standard bearer will be the Broncos Colts Thursday night game in 2022 one of the worst games ever in the National Football League well from the producers that brought you that game and last year's Commanders Bears game bring you this year's Commanders Bears game on Thursday night football where Ken how bad are the Chicago Bears? Bad enough that the Washington Commanders, so like 
acquitted themselves pretty well early in the season. Not even an insult to the Commanders. This is an insult to the Bears. The Commanders are six-and-a-half-point home favorites against Chicago on Thursday night. The total in the game is 44-and-a-half. Ken, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, your early thoughts, Thursday night football, Washington against Matt Eberlews and the Chicago Bears. Well, I've got I've got good news for you. Um, if you want to uh, establish just how bad the market thinks the Bears are, this is seven everywhere but MGM now. So it's actually a full seven in this game, which is actually it's not insane. It's actually funny. I guess is the right word. Like it's just I can't believe we got here so fast. Where the Bears are that bad and the Commanders everybody kind of likes because they they played pretty well against Philly yesterday. Uh, you're your decision in this game at this market is just going to be, do you want to bet the bears or do you want to not bet the game? I, uh, I would never in my life hear a case for the commanders at seven with like that point spread. Now, can they win by 50? Sure. Of course. Um, they, they have good players. Uh, their defensive line should be able to pressure Justin Fields a lot in the game, which, which should be really good. Uh, if they have the same defensive secondary injuries, you think Sam Howell and like McLaurin and these guys could take advantage of that. So like the commanders do have advantages in the game. They're also favored by seven. Um, I, I just don't know how I'd, how I'd go about making a number to get all the way to this. And that can be my fault. And like, maybe I'm just like not getting it. I just, uh, if the total is going to be this low and the Thursday night games are generally going to be as poorly played as they are, like commanders trying to win this game by a lot is a little tough. Remember, like couldn't put away Arizona at all. Arizona had a lead in the fourth quarter of that game. Just like what evidence do we have that the commanders can do this? I hope they win. I need them to win desperately for both Bears under and they're over. So I, I will be rooting for them. But I think it's like, all right, market kind of wants to keep betting the commanders out. How far do we get? Is it the Bears at some point? That's like the only thing that I'm wondering in this game. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent Football Monday. Uh, P squared, B squared right now for week five in the NFL. Talking the Commanders and the Bears on Thursday night. Um, I told Ken off air earlier that I only bet one side. I've only, I've only bet one side right now for week number five in the National Football League. I feel like I usually bet like, like at least three by the time we get to this time on Monday. Sure. I only bet one side. Uh, I laid five and a half with the Commanders last night. I was just like, there's no way. Like this number's like outrageous. Uh, I made the game six and a half. So like we're a little past my number now. So I have a bet on Washington already. I thought that opener was nuts. Washington favored by less than six. That's the only bet that I've made so far. So as it stands right now though, if the number is going to be seven, and I actually think, Ken, this dovetails in really well with the conversation you and I had in the opening segment, right? Where we've reached the point where my number is telling me yes, or to at least consider the Chicago Bears. I, I, I don't even know what number I would need to bet Chicago in this game. Because, like, the, the thing that's really been Washington's bugaboo offensively this year has been Sam Howell holds on to the ball too long. He takes too many sacks. He's been sacked more than any quarterback in the National Football League through the first four weeks of the season. Also, the Chicago Bears I can't sack anyone or anything. An absolutely toothless defense. So if Howell's going to have time to throw, Washington's going to—I thought the total might be a little short in this game. And on well, the other side, you got say. Matt Eber— you got Matt Eberlus yeah. here. Like, I think Washington's going to slam them in this game. Now, I'm not necessarily advocating a bet on Washington minus seven, Washington minus seven. If we could tease the commanders if it gets there. Just to, like, I, I think I would need 10 to consider Chicago. I don't think we'll ever get there. So I'm going to stand, stand pat here with my Washington five and a half bet. Never Chicago. And then the, I think the conversation we can have is, with the Bears defense on one side of the field, like, can a total really be in the mid-40s in a Chicago Bears game? I'm not so sure. Right. Yeah, it's a fair point. 
Like, do we do we think that that's and uh, it's? I mean, it's worth noting. Like, the Commanders' offense like showed you a ton against Denver, which is a common opponent between these teams. Second half of the game, Commanders' offense played really well. Showed you a ton against Philly. Um, you just, you're, I I just uh, so I, I hear what you're saying. I think we're actually. It sounds like we're saying two completely different things, and we're actually saying like the exact same thing, <laughs> which is which is at seven, neither of us would ever bet Washington. That's the thing that we're actually both saying. You're saying I bet Washington already at a number that basically is like almost fake, like it, it existed on Sunday night and nobody can see it. And you're like, cool, like I totally understand that. Um, and I'm kind of saying like I would consider betting the Bears, but not yet. So like we we're actually saying the exact same thing, which is that like the market apparently started in a really kind of weird place versus I think how most people projected the game has now moved to a place that's closer to what we would consider like about the right difference. And if it continues moving, that's when the other side would become valuable. So like, I think, I think that's what we're saying. Uh, if it was seven and a half, you would never bet the bears. I, I don't think I can bring myself to bet Chicago. I think like there's there's a chance they get absolutely railroaded in this game. I don't think I but really like, have interest just, in Chicago. The teams have a common opponent in Denver and a common opponent in a short period of time. And they've essentially played, all three have played each other to a draw. And it's seven and a half and you would never bet Chicago? That's like crazy to me. But maybe maybe I could consider it. Maybe I'm a little gun yeah, shy I on just, what happened yesterday. Oh, sure. Well, but like to be fair, like they were covering this number 100% oh, of the game yesterday. I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not talking about Chicago. I'm talking about, really what I'm talking about is the Patriots, where I make oh, a bet okay, and I'm like, it. okay, like I think I think that I have made a, gr a good number bet and I don't know if I can rationalize in my head how like this actually happens on the field. Sure. Uh, I mean, I think how it happens is like, Howell's really loose with the football and turns it over a ton against everybody. And it, I don't even think it even matters who it is. I think he's like prone to having turnover worthy plays in every game that he plays in. And I, maybe it's like, maybe it isn't over kind of a game and Chicago just has to keep it to one possession. This It's a very awkward situation the commanders find themselves in. Like they're, they're just not going to play a lot of games where they literally should show up expecting to like pulverize the other team. I mean, it literally might, at the end of the season, it literally might be Arizona week one, this, that's it. And, and like special it's just kind of each a, of those games, obviously. Yeah. And it's, it's just a bizarre kind of a situation. Like, I don't want to bet the Commanders to beat anybody by 10 or 14 or something like that. Like, I would never want to bet the Commanders to do that. So, like, look, the difference between the teams, like, make a power rating, which isn't, like, the actual football game. It's just, like, how you have each team versus each other. Yeah, sure, you can have a big difference between these teams, the games in Washington. Totally understand that. But, like, the fact that the spread implies that the Commanders have to, like, really, like, put away a team, I... I mean, haven't seen it, don't think we're going to see it the entire season, honestly, and like except in some really rare situations. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's Bears at seven and a half. Seven's like really, really tough. Um, it might just be the right number in the game. So we've we've criticized already Matt Eberlews for his yeah. insane decision to kick on that or to go for it on that fourth and three instead of kicking the field goal and taking a three-point lead obviously a ridiculous decision you don't need to be a former nfl player or a play-by-play -play guy to know that that's the case do wh what about riverboat ron 
And thank God yeah. he did, because it River enabled us done. to cover Eagles teaser leg. How about Riverboat Ron sending out the extra point unit after Howell ties the game at the very end with the touchdown to Jahan Dotson and pulls them within one? How does Riverboat Riverboat Ron, how does he not roll the dice and go for two and go for the win there? I thought that was, I thought for sure he was going for two and we were sunk. And I think it would have been the right move to do that. On the road as a big dog, you take it to overtime. We're going to criticize Matt Eberlews. I think we need to criticize Ron Rivera also. Sure. I uh, said after the game that he thought his offense was gassed. So like they would not have had an advantage on that play. Oh, then they, if they're gassed, they would have done great in overtime. Then that would have gone really well when they're insane. gassed. I just, that's, they scored on fourth and goal. So they got really gassed tough. in between fourth and goal and the two point conversion. Yeah. Give me a break. That was, uh, that was, uh, that was probably the end of his coach of the year candidacy. I had somebody message me being like, man, if he goes for that and gets it, like now he's like really on the radar for that award. And instead, like, it feels like he has no chance. The riverboat sunk. What a loser. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> On the other side. On the other side. We'll go from Thursday to Sunday morning. London for the Bills and the Jaguars.